Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Hello, hello, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, mini-sode number 10. That's right, mini-sode. Ha, fooled you. Didn't warn you it was coming. You get a mini-sode. You get a mini-sode, and you get a mini-sode, and you get a mini-sode. Uh, I am your host, the Tom Alexander, and joining me, as always, my faithful sidekick, the Sancho Panza to my Don Quixote, the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. I'm not sure. If, I'm, I'm not sure if any of that is positive. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need to find out who those guys are <laughs> and whether or not they have any children that I can detain for possible <laughs> political. Yeah, they certainly sound like they ought to be detained, don't they? <laughs> I mean, listen. I. I need. I need this win, Tom. I need this. I need this because nothing is going the way I thought it would. This is all much more difficult than I ever believed possible, and nobody tells me they love me on a daily basis. So I need yeah. this, Tom. We can't. I can't, uh, I can't solve everything with what you could fit on a bumper sticker. I thought no, I could. No. I thought My I catchphrases could. are not as catchy as they used to be. Yeah, I can't just point at people and say you're fired and get ratings. There's no overnight ratings now. This is all terrible. It's all. It's just, uh, just awful. I need, I need <laughs> the feedback in order to live, and it's not good. <laughs> it's not. Good. It's not good. Not everyone loves me anymore. Although I'm not sure anyone, everyone ever did. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a mini-sode. We're going to do a short thing. We had tons and tons of of geek news, especially of the DC Comics, DC Extended Universe variety over the last uh, week or so. So uh, this is a good time, I think, Rick, as we get closer to San Diego Comic-Con and uh, then inch toward... Uh, November, where we see the lone DC movie of the year. <laughs> this movie, not unlike the child that you have after your marriage, is all but failed. <laughs> wow. Wow, you're calling Aquaman the save the marriage baby of the DC Extended Universe? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question, Tom. Is yeah. it not? Is I, it not? I can't say it's not. I really can't <laughs> say it's not. So there you have it. So it's time, I think, let's do it. It's time for a, a state of the DC union. Oh, my God. That's right, you... right off the top of my head. Really? Because I don't believe that at all. <laughs> it really was. This, uh. is, this is off the cuff, as Bobo on the Howard Stern Show would say. Oh, uh, you, you, I definitely have issue believing this. But okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Come on, it wasn't good enough to have been something I crafted over time. Although although I you recently know, received feedback that says things I craft over time are not exactly acceptable either. So Well I mean what do you what do you want to hear? You wanna hear the truth, the truth, the truth, the truth. See, I came up with Yeah, no, the the truth the truth involves uh, no talent hackery, I think. By the way, no talent hackery is the name of my stand up set. Nice. That would be a uh, would be a good name for a stand up special, though. Thank you. I'm good for one. Yeah. There's never been a more apropos like Rick Sussman. No talent hackery is as good, if not better, than Kevin Smith's Silent but Deadly. Like they, they go <laughs> like it's really good. They go they thank go very you. well together. I I'm I'm saying thank you, but inside I'm weeping yes. quite regularly. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I don't know how your to say in, no Your to you, insides are a Jared Leto Joker teardrop tattoo. It's just oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, they could have gotten much darker. You could have said a Jared from Subway Joker tattoo. Ooh, God. No. Whoa. Uh... Oh, yeah, no, no. Because, you know, you're usually a ray of sunshine no matter what we do. Oh, yeah. I mean, aren't I, though? No. Aren't you, though? So here we are. I just are. thought of a really horrible joke involving a current event, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to myself. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, it goes to a really sense. really dark place. Oh, oh, okay. We're talking about the DCEU, Tom. There is no, no none no, darker this was, than this. All right, all right, fine, fine. Do you want me to say it? I'll say it. Why would I not? I'll Especially if you get in trouble this, for it. This is what Anthony Bourdain listened to immediately before the end. 
That's oh, it. my God. That See? is not where I figured you were going. <laughs> I told you. I warned oh. you. Didn't I oh warn you? Oh, my God. Oh, Didn't my I God. Warn Tom. You? Tom. Do we need to talk? <laughs> <laughs> I warned you. I'm not saying I didn't warn you. Trigger warning. It's a belated trigger warning to everyone out there, but I warned Rick. <laughs> you all heard it. You're all witnesses. <laughs> You're all complicit in this shit. All of you couldn't stop me from being me. If only the Democrats would stop me from being terrible. <laughs> They're in the minority, but they control everything. Even they control everything. They can fix this. <laughs> like, simple math escapes him now? Uh, simple desire. Anyway, yeah. that is a good segue. Speaking of desire, Tom. <laughs> so, Les, yes, let's let's run down the recent news of about the DC movies and projects rick and then we can just kind of take a step back and uh and assess where things are where they're going and how if anything they can be fixed or if they <laughs> need fixing well um do we I, I got a question for you i'm just gonna spoil part of it but it's do not it. really a spoiler when do we talk about wonder woman are we going to save that for the very end where we need a, a shining ray of positivity <laughs> or do we do it up front now and just sort of blow the entire load and go straight into sadness and anger for like an hour? You know, um, yeah, let's see how it goes. <laughs> Play it by ear. Let's see what happens. Just All right. Throw the shit against the wall and see what sticks. Which yeah. is completely apropos for a show like this about this particular topic, because that's what it's happening here. That is absolutely what is happening. This would have been an excellent show for uh, Unicron to guest star the entire time. It would, if only we planned this. <laughs> <laughs> How appropriate. The yeah. DCEU's memorial, yeah. <laughs> if only we planned this. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we should fire the producer. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right Tom. Let's anyway begin with all right the so the beginning starting yes. with the letter a so yes so we got uh we got some photos from aquaman uh james wan's aquaman solo picture that comes out in november we got some photos courtesy of entertainment weekly this week we saw king orm and we saw black manta and we saw queen mara and of course we saw roman reigns i mean aquaman <laughs> da -da, da -da, da -da. Aquaman. <laughs> I like that he somehow has more tattoos. Did yeah. you notice that? He does. Well, no, he is. He has about as many as he had in Justice League. Are you sure? Like, yeah. can you it's say that? More, with... It's more than he had in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I'll course. give you that. I, I will forgot. absolutely give you that. But... I forgot about his sh shittio, which is what I'm calling <laughs> those cameos. Yeah, you know, they premiered that on... Uh, into your TBS recently, and I happen mm. to catch the part where where Wonder Woman, you know, puts the brakes on the whole fucking thing and reads her email. And right. I was like, this still feels horribly out of place. <laughs> Does the term disjointed mean anything to these just, people? It just, it's just like the one. It was one. Why couldn't you just put it during the credits? Like, does it have to be not Marvel to the degree that it was not more? Like, you just wrecked it. What, if, what? Why? Why? I'll do you one better. Instead of it had to be in the middle of the movie. Okay, fine. It had to be in the middle of the movie. Could you make it a little bit less obvious? Right. Like, or yeah, feel like it at least like made sense somehow in the context of the movie. There was literally no reason for her to decide that now was the time for her to need to read what was on that. That there was nothing. No, there was nothing. No, All right, Aquaman. but Aquaman. Yeah, but, Aquaman. But... We got some looks at the, at what Aquaman looks like, what the production feels like. And, of course, uh, we also got the party line from Toby Emmerich, the head of uh, Warner Brothers film arm, and some of the producers that are, you know, oh, it's great. It's an extraordinary oh, yeah. step in the DC universe. Let me tell you, these things are amazing. <laughs> Everything's fine. No one is complaining. Uh, I don't buy a word they say because they have to say it's good. 
Well, right. It's I mean, remember when um the Fantastic Four movie was about to drop? Oh. <laughs> drop, you mean escape? Yeah, either way. You know, it drops out of your ass when it goes into the toilet. Fair enough. Um everyone was like, "Oh, it's so innovative and different and new and blah blah blah." blah. What I mean, like what are you going to do? Are you going to walk up to the camera and be like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, the president has a gigantic brain tumor in the front of his face, but nobody nobody call attention to it. Okay, it's very <laughs> obvious. It's bleeding, but nobody said you're not going to say that. You're just gonna you're going to say that. Hey, hey, uh, uh, you know, this is where we're at. Uh, the movie is very very good. Everyone everyone agrees it's fabulous. So uh, you know we got nothing negative to say. What would really happen? Like honestly, are, are, is anyone out there going? Yeah, no, I I believe this. Like <laughs> it's, and you know I love how the one quote from the producer is it sets the DC universe on the right path. Didn't mm. they say that about Justice League? I'm pretty sure they said that about Justice League. How many times in comic books have we heard the phrase "and the universe will never be the same again"? <laughs> Every summer. Every summer since 1993. <laughs> Goddamn zero hour ruining everything. <laughs> yeah. Every summer. But, I mean, look, you know, you can pretend as much as you want, but I'm sure that these producers and actors and everyone involved in this production feel that this movie is, is gangbusters. And they should feel that way. I would hate to be part of a movie in which after the movie was over, somebody came to me and like, hey, Rick, what do you think about the movie that you just spent all of your time doing? And my response is, we're fucked. <laughs> I wasted a year and a half of my life. Like, you know, when people come up to Sean Connery and they're like, tell us more about why it is you went with uh, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And he just vomits profusely for four and a half minutes. <laughs> I love I will never forget that quote from him that I read, which was, I passed on Lord of the Rings because I didn't understand it. And I don't understand this either, but I'll be damned if I pass on this too. Right. <laughs> Worked out real well. Nothing says grandpa quite like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, because I missed out on the other billion dollar thing that I didn't understand. Things are happening that I don't understand, but if I just act like I know what I'm talking about, people will probably listen. <laughs> so crazy. I mean, what do, what do you what do you think, Tom? Do you think that the movie's a pile of shit, or do you think it might be you know watchable? It's probably watchable. It's probably watchable. I don't think it's a pile of shit. I mean, nothing, James, nothing Wan, is... James Wan makes watchable movies. He makes movies nothing that is... are commercially ex successful. Right, um, and we have no reason to believe it's a pile of shit. Right, Nothing Jason is Momoa neat. is good in the role. He was a you know a bright spot. I think I don't think anyone says he's bad at being Aquaman, come Wolverine or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say Waterverine. Yeah, Waterverine, whatever. Um, you know, there's good talent in this movie. Uh, you know, the actors are all good actors. So yeah, it's probably at worst, it's probably watchable. Is it Wonder Woman good? I don't know. I don't know. That's tough to pull off. And I will I will point out that at this point, before Wonder Woman's release, we had not yet seen a trailer either. And we were getting conflicting buzz from early screenings for uh, people who work at Warner Brothers. And some of the buzz was it's terrible. And some of the buzz was it's fantastic. Well, it turned out that it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. So... Who knows? Um, the trailer, the first trailer for Aquaman is going to premiere at San Diego Comic-Con next month. Um, do they actually sell comics at that place anymore? They or is do. That just a... No, there's a whole section with comics. It's, it's, a, it's a 16 by 16 square foot area. <laughs> three, Most of them are confined. Old, it's three old guys, four long boxes, and a <laughs> copy of the got. first appearance of Deadpool. Oh. <laughs> Oh, does, now, is there a game of Soggy Biscuit for that first appearance at Deadpool? You have to buy the ticket for preview night for that. <laughs> you know how close to accurate this is, like, sadly, like, honestly? I've, I mean, I've been, I've been to San Diego Comic-Con. It's not really that accurate, but it is it is accurate to many other comic conventions across the country. So the Aquaman, the, the, the Aquavarine is debuting uh, in, at San Diego in a couple of weeks. 
Yeah, I'm, a little less than a month. I'm I'm perfectly whimsically excited about this. I think this could be fun. Yeah, it, if nothing else, if it's fun, that's a step forward. Yes, right? because, yes. Because Batman versus Superman was not fun, and about twenty minutes of Justice League was fun, and that's it. Well, you're, you, you you mean? Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Justice League. I keep forgetting that Justice League wasn't a Superman movie. Right. Like, I keep I I. I I don't equate it with it being called Justice League. I consider it like <laughs> Superman three. That's not even a negative. Like I'm not even trying to be a dick. I just I don't <laughs> I don't remember the movie being what it's supposed to be. Well, it's kind of um I mean Zack Snyder clearly intended to tell the story of the DCU through the prism of Superman because that was the one he started with. Um so yeah, I can understand why one would think that. And the twenty minutes of Justice League that were enjoyable was the end where Superman shows up. <laughs> Starts going all Superman and shit. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Where he actually looks like uh he enjoys things, or at least that's what they CG'd Henry Cavill's mouth to look like. <laughs> they CG'd in a smile. Exactly. That's what Joss Whedon's <laughs> that's what he did. His contribution was to make Henry Cavill look like he wanted to be there. That's what it was. <laughs> Couldn't make anyone else. Um, so, <laughs> so I, I, you know, that's that's our take. I say on Aquaman, we're basically yeah. just you know swimming in circles yeah. here. But up, yeah, <laughs> very good, sir. Very good. Thank you. Here's Thank here's you. the thing. DC has an opportunity here because Marvel is not going, not doing a panel at Comic Con this year. HBO is not doing a panel at Comic Con this year. So how crazy is that? So there's no Game of Thrones. There's not going to be any Marvel stuff at Comic Con. Like, DC has a chance, Warner Brothers has a chance to own Comic-Con this year. More so than they ever have in the past. They could own Comic-Con. Um, what are they going to bring besides the Aquaman trailer? We don't know. I'm hoping we'll get uh, some early footage from Wonder Woman 1984. And I would imagine we may get a casting announcement about Green Lantern Corps. And beyond you, that, you, who knows? You cheeky, cheeky bastard. Obviously leading into what we'll be discussing next. That's right. So let's start with Wonder Woman 1984. We got the first set photos from that this week, courtesy of director Patty Jenkins on the Tweety. And um, <laughs> it definitely takes place in the 80s. That's for sure. You can tell by <laughs> Wonder Woman's hair and the clothes on the extras. Um, we also got a shot of Chris Pine who we've known for quite some time is back in this movie. And the speculation was that he was either Steve Trevor, uh, not dead or reincarnated or quote unquote, Steve Trevor, the nephew of the original Steve Trevor, as they have done we, in the comic books a hundred times. We got times. a Steve Trevor. Right. Not exactly. The Steve Trevor. Right. Right. Uh, they also did that in the second season of the old Linda Carter, wonder woman show. Uh, so we don't know yet the circumstances by which Chris Pine appears in this movie, um, but he did appear in the photo wearing 1980s period clothing. So it's likely not a hallucination or a mirage. Beyond that, we have no idea. <laughs> but given the very few, and I mean very few in, that, in three photos we've seen from Wonder Woman 1984, do we have any reason to believe this will not also be good? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Given that Patty Jenkins is back as the director and they've brought back uh, many of the principals from the original, uh, both in front of and behind the camera, there's no reason to believe this is going to be uh, worse, any worse than the original. No, I, the original I have every... excellent. Yeah, I have every reason to believe that this movie will be just as good as the original. I am already, I'm cautiously optimistic with the Steve Trevor stuff. Um, I, I, whatever, whatever the answer. What have I always said about you know comic books in general? Uh, give me an answer. Uh, it, right. It can even be a stupid one. Right. I won't care. And I just and, want the answer. And my take on especially comic book movies in appealing to the mainstream has always been: do something great and believable right out of the gate, and you buy oodles of credibility with the audience, and they'll follow you wherever you need to go. So 
in that they hit a home run with the first Wonder Woman, the audience will not care what the answer is as to why Steve Trevor is there. They're in. They're in. Just now, explain it. That's all. Now, it doesn't matter. Now, before before we go on to that, can I can I get really inside nerdy baseball with you? Why not? It's a mini sode, which means half as many people will download it. Go ahead. Oh, but up um <laughs> I have a suspicion or an it, 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 something of intrigue, if you will. Okay. I feel that there's a possibility here for Steve Trevor to be one of two this this incarnation of him, 80, Steve Trevor 84, to be one of two possible incarnations. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think he could be either A, uh, the, the ones that you already mentioned. So, yeah, push, nephew, push those guys aside. Or, yeah. yeah, or the actual guy. Or I, I think he could be um, the version of Green Lantern uh, for this universe, Alan Scott style. Or possibly the specter i'm not sure i follow you with the green lantern thing so green lantern alan scott is mostly an earth yeah he's mostly an earth two guy at this point from Uh comic book lore yeah but he is the green the original green lantern he's made up of the energy of the earth Uh the earth is his main power source the green for those of you who are really into the comics yeah so I think the Earth could have, you know, revived him in order to make him the protector of the land. Oh, so you think he's got some superpowers? Right. Either way, I think he's got superpowers. Okay. I saw an interesting theory that he may be um, Ares or Hades trying to fuck with her, too. Ooh, I like that, too. That is that is actually much better. <laughs> I would much rather it be Hades, though, personally. Yeah. Because Ares should be... Dead. should be dead yeah um so yeah there's i've seen that theory as well we'll find out next year when the movie comes out um but chris pine who was a bright spot of many bright spots in the first one is back which is cool uh now speaking of the other future dc movie that's had some movement this week green lantern Corps. yeah if you yeah. remember, Green Lantern Corps was uh, announced to the shareholders as being a 2020 <laughs> movie, and uh, its logo was flashed on the screen at Comic-Con last year, or the year before. It was the year oh, before no. when they flashed, like, oh, here's Batgirl and Suicide Squad 2 and Harley Quinn, and half of these movies have been canceled now. But <laughs> here they are. Dance, nerds, dance. <laughs> right, right. Applause, please, applause. God. <laughs> is there such thing as a nerd dog whistle yes it's called our show fair enough or actually you know what it is it's called heroic hollywood oh oh burn sick burn thank you anyway um jeff johns i think we did we mention it on last the last show that he has uh stepped down as president of dc entertainment in order to take a writing and producing deal with warner brothers in dc where he'll be um, more hands-on in the uh, production of the television shows and movies and uh, also doing, you know, more comic book work, less administrative work, it appears, and more creative work. Um, so he is writing the script for Green Lantern Corps um, and he's confirmed that the two Green Lanterns we will see in Green Lantern Corps are, drumroll please, <laughs> Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Yeah, that's great. It surprises I, uh, no one. That surprises well, yeah, me. If I'm if I check my fucks given watch, um, uh, it's no fucks given o'clock. I, uh, it, what year is this, Tom? It is 2018. Mm. If if I had told you, um, let's say uh, three years ago, that the Green Lantern Corps movie is on the way and will be here soon. And it'll star uh, uh, your two favorite lanterns, everyone's two favorite lanterns. Um, remember, this is four years ago, three, four years ago. How excited is that, Tom? Um, eh? Yeah, is more excited than current Tom? Or less? Yeah, I'll give you that because that Tom hasn't been, uh, and I, I'll use the nerd cliche, but abused by the <laughs> DC releases since then. Right. So... 
So Tom from, you know, X number of years ago, very excited. And Rick is also uh, of that time period, very excited. But uh, I'm not very excited about this. I, I'm mostly just sort of mang myself into it. Like, oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, those are those are two definitely those are definitely Green Lanterns. Those guys. <laughs> They're uh What do I what do you want? Like, what do you no, want me to I do? I don't know. He said he said that this movie's gonna have the feel of a lethal weapon buddy cop movie. Um okay. with the I guess the loose cannon younger guy and the older mentor type guy who's who, don't know. Oh God! Uh, he did share on Facebook the first few lines of the script, which were fade in on a green ring floating through space. Like uh, I, I am just not very excited by this. And I, I just think it's because I ain't got no reason to be, I, I have no, they, there's no cred. There's no need or want or desire for me to jump out of my seat and go, Oh my God, the green lantern movie. Because, you know, we were at that shareholders meeting. We knew this was coming for the last seven years. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. Well, I, you know, not not to sound too trite about it, but like, did you did you think that you would have this kind of sway forever? Do you, I mean, Wonder Woman and Aquaman had better be damn good. Um, otherwise, we're done here. Like, we're done here. Uh, this is great news if it's again six years ago. If it's not, mm, whatever. Yeah. I. It's sorry. True. No, you're right. You're right. And I am apprehensive about Jeff Johns writing this one, um, because, and I'll bang this drum again. Um, his, I believe, his involvement torpedoed the original Green Lantern movie. Yeah, you've made that statement, and I've been hesitant to agree but at this point i simply can't yeah, i mean um, I, I i think i've sent you before and i'll send it to you again if you want the greg berlanti oh no no, no. i just don't want i just don't want to admit that you're right about it because <laughs> i i enjoy that movie but it is a steaming pile of horse manure and I, it's not and i wouldn't even call it that but i think it just collapses under the weight of the lore i think they tried to do too much in one movie you would know, you they, say they invited the the audience was forced to take too big of a leap in order to get in, and they can't you can't do that the first time out. Would you say it collapses under the weight of itself like a star? Sure. Okay. Because <laughs> gravity is yeah big, big part of the movie. And I gotcha. Yeah. So. I gotcha. You know, I'm, real I'm quick. Right there, I'm right there with you. Real quick, and then we'll move on to the next thing. Um, I remember being in the theater when Green Lantern debuted, and I was very excited about the whole damn thing. And then at the end, they flashed all of the comics that the movie was essentially based off of for you to go read at your local comic book store. Oh, I forgot that they did that. And You're I right. was I, I thought that was super, super cool at the time. Now I go back and I think to myself, holy shit, you asked a lot out of these freaking people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah, if you didn't understand anything you just saw, here's your homework. Yeah, like that's that's very ambitious of you, especially with an American audience. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> the thing, and I, you know, I, I, I at the risk of of too deftly segging into the next part of this whole thing, you have to look back at what Marvel did when they launched their universe, and that is with Iron Man. You they used a second tier hero. They used very little, I mean, they used one of the most believable heroes in their universe in terms of his origin story. And it, they, they gave the audience something that was entertaining and didn't force them to have to know anything going in or do any research afterwards. And they let the movies be the ones to reveal the universe and the lore to the audience. And that culminated with the fucking Infinity Stones. Like, what did you ever think in a million years, Rick, that that a general audience would go watch a movie about these this Infinity Gauntlet? Ever? Like, I, I can, I can, I can pretend. I can tell you, you know, I can lie to you basically and say, yeah, absolutely, I knew this was coming. Of course not. 
Absolutely, I mean, of course not. Not before, not before the the Marvel Cinematic Universe started. Like, no. When you were a kid, and you're just reading Marvel comics and daydreaming, like, how cool would it be to see a movie of all this stuff? Like, in a million years, you would never think something that complex and cosmic and out there would become, uh, you know, the highest grossing superhero movie ever. I think I always wanted that to be the case, but I mean, there's no way that you can know that that's coming. And then ultimately the, like, is the movie the greatest comic book movie of all time, or is it just the most recent Marvel movie? Cause Ant-Man and Wasp is about to drop. Yeah. What happens if Ant-Man and Wasp does like black Panther numbers? I don't think it will. It I don't might, think it might yeah. because of the excitement about infinity war. But see, that's, that was going to be my point is that I don't think it'll do those numbers, but if it does, I won't be stunned at all. Right, <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Look at all of the stuff that they've gotten the mainstream to buy into and accept because they started small. Is that an Ant-Man reference? Uh, no, I mean, talking about starting small with in terms of Iron Man, but they start, like, they've got, they've got Joe six-pack on the street talking about the quantum realm and the soul stone <laughs> and that guy knows who gamora and rocket raccoon are i still can't and, get and past heimdall and the rainbow bridge and like think I'm, about I'm, all like, that honestly i really can't get past the fact that people are over the moon about a talking raccoon like i still have moments where like people mention how um, there's possibility that Squirrel Girl could make an appearance. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, that'd be interesting." What's Squirrel Girl's powers like? Who? What? No, she's what? You're you're interested? You want to hear that? That's like finding out that the, your date for prom is not doing this because she pities you, but because she thinks you're hot. Right. Or that could have right. just been me personally. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the thing. <laughs> they they. They've gotten people to buy in. And if they start with, if Marvel kicks off the universe with Incredible Hulk, or if they start with Thor, or even Captain America. I think Captain I America had too much weight. Well. Yeah. yeah, I think there was too much weight to start with. They started with a really good pick. And ultimately, they gave it such a great tease at the end that you, like, did I ever tell you about my first experience with uh, the Harry Potter movies? I don't think so. Okay. So I'm watching the Harry Potter movies and as the movie's wrapping up, you know, we're, we're getting to the end where they're on the train and they're heading to Hogwarts and da, 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 da. And I said to myself, man, I, I just don't want this movie to end. I don't want to be without this, this universe. And I, you know, I, I just I was so in love with with this with everything I saw and I wanted more. But that was the first Harry Potter movie. I'm like that with every Marvel movie. I yeah. just give me more. Give me. We're over here fit, trying to find a way for the DCEU to hold a candle to this. And there's, there's just nothing. There's just, we'll see if Aquaman's any good. And, you know, when you when you. Bring in, well, not bring in, when you go to the Marvel guys and say, hey, fellas, um, what would you have done differently? Is that not very, very telling? Yeah, it absolutely is. And that's what happened. Um, uh, Kevin Smith on his podcast um, interviewed Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who wrote Infinity War and several other of the Marvel movies. And ask them, like, okay, hey, if uh, you had to fix the DC universe, what would you do? And they basically said, put Batman and Superman and everybody else except Wonder Woman aside. And go through the world and find somebody lesser known, uh, like Iron Man, and start there. And they're right. I mean, and they're, they make the point that Marvel was forced to do that. Because at the time, Marvel didn't have Spider-Man. They still don't have the X-Men you know, they didn't have their big marquee characters that everyone knew. So they had to start with someone like Iron Man. Mm -hmm. But necessity is the mother of invention. True. And that totally worked for them. So I'm going to pose the question to you, Rick. Okay. If you were going to follow the Marcus and McFeely plan to fix the DCU and go find 
someone lesser known that people could relate to that you could do a kick-ass movie about to start it, to jumpstart it all, who would it be? Oh, that is very hard. Um, I would probably go with, I, 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 Jesus. Um, man, that is harder than you think. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would probably have to be somebody that they can instantly relate to who maybe isn't well known. Actually, you know what? It, It isn't that hard. I would go with Static Shock. Wow. Okay. We're going way down into the tiers. Well, yeah, but also, I mean, there's very obvious reasons here. Well, yeah, you're, um, you're, we're living in a post-Black Panther society now, too, so. Right. And and I know that that movie did a lot, and it could do even more with the right background. And I I just think people would be very excited for it, and I don't see why it wouldn't do well. And think about it. I mean, Static Shock is a younger person. He would have to be very young. He's essentially, for, you know, most intents and purposes, not all, Spider-Man. And it's almost like going with Spawn. Like, originally, like, who is this person? Why do I care? I I think it could work. But It could work, yeah. Question posed to you. I have a a couple of options. I'll give you now some of them DC's already doing stuff with, so it can't be done, but I think it could, they could have pulled it off with Aquaman or flash. They absolutely could have pulled it off with either one of those guys. Mm. That's not an option now. Okay. But I've got two that one, they've done nothing with and one we haven't seen what they're doing with that I think could pull it off. The first is Shazam. And for a similar reason, I think, to what you're using with Static Shock is that it's it's relatable in the fact that it's a kid mm-hmm. like Spider-Man. So Shazam is one. And because his powers are like, eh, it's magic. That's easy. We live in fucking Harry Potter world now. So like, <laughs> it's easy for people to be like, okay, cool. Um, the other is Martian Manhunter. Ooh, Martian Manhunter. Very nice. Because... The only thing that makes Martian Manhunter have powers is the fact that he's from fucking Mars. Right. And he morphs into a person who's a detective, which all you could do a million things with a detective story. And he's a human in that guise. Like he so your actor doesn't have to be under tons and tons of makeup or mocap for a good chunk of the movie. And you can do what they did with Wonder Woman where he's been around since, you know, decades working in the shadows. And then he ties into your later movies. He's your thread. Interesting. I can dig it. Like, he has an origin that's that's pretty simple. Like, a scientist doing experiments accidentally pulls him to Earth, away from his family, th- across time, to where he's now in an existence where his family's dead, everyone he loves is dead. And he's stuck here. Like, he doesn't really have a well-known rogues gallery, so you can do anything you want with the villain. Mm-hmm. Literally anything you want. And he's part of, like, he's a, for the, for the geeks, he's one of the big seven. He's been in just about every incarnation of the Justice League. So it's not like he's so low tier that the geeks are going to turn up their noses at it. And one of the cooler things about it honestly, is, I mean, we, we love our, we love our superheroes. We love our Iron Man. We love our, we love our movies, but you know, all of these movies have one common thread and that's a a flash TV show is really notorious for this too. Everyone rips off their mask as quickly as possible because it's the actor and you want to see his face. John John's is the perfect mask, right? Because it's like vision. He just right. is a different face. Exactly. And then he morphs into a regular human dude and he can look like anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I mean, it'll never happen because you no, know, Martians, no, but they're already so far down the fucking road, <laughs> but, um, that's, that's how I would do it. I would start with Martian Manhunter and then do Shazam. And maybe flash. And then, 
Superman. Well, or Batman and then Superman. That's that's how I would do it. Those would be my only, first four. If only they'd listen to us, Tom. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'd be we'd be rich and not doing this probably. <laughs> listen, we went to them many moons ago with all the answers they needed. They chose to ignore us. We'll we'll go with that. <laughs> That's what I'm I'm choosing to believe. Yeah, choose to believe that instead of the fact that they never heard us. Let's go with that. Somebody heard us. I'm just saying the people that could have made a decision didn't hear us. Okay, fine. (laughs) I'm certain there's a way I can argue around this, but I don't feel much like lawyer ball tonight, so I'm just going to let this roll. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, So... Rick, what happens if Aquaman's terrible? <laughs> you want to know the sad truth, Tom? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> you think we're still getting our two Joker movies and we're still getting our Flash and our Green Lantern Corps? I think, uh, I think we're getting any movie that already has a big actor attached to it and very little else. Yeah, you might be right. So if Aquaman tanks... We're still definitely getting Shazam and Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably still get one of the Joker movies, if not both. And probably Harley Quinn or Suicide Squad 2. Because they would make money no matter what. Well, I mean, you got to get Black Adam in there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Suicide Squad 2 with Black Adam, which will just revitalize the whole thing. Well, because I mean, The Rock the rocks in it like you you're gonna the say resurrector no to of franchises if he's done it once he's done it twice <laughs> I he's, know. Done, he's done it uh i want to say three times now let's see he's got uh he's got the the the, the cars with the movie with the cars yeah. fast and furious he boosted that one they, yeah. they shoved him into the journey to the center of the earth sequel to try and drive the numbers up on that that had mixed results <laughs> with sexy results <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'm trying to think if there's another one that they put him in a franchise that they put him in midstream i can't think of it but damned if he didn't make rampage a fucking hit oh yeah and uh i mean we can't call it this but the towering inferno is about to debut <laughs> hey. That movie looks so dumb, and it's going to make $100 million. It's going to make a hell of a lot more than that, Tom. Yeah. It'll yeah. probably get close to one billy. It won't make a billy, but although, we're talking... Although San Andreas didn't didn't do typical rock numbers. Oh, okay. Well, listen, I liked Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones a hell of a lot more anyway. <laughs> you are in the minority, sir. We've known this. <laughs> It's all about what happened to me eight days after my birth. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, that's the line, really? <laughs> I was just marveling at what you did there. That's all. Well, you know, every now and again, I'm able to bust out some pretty decent ones, but uh, I, I try and keep it on the down low. I don't, I don't want people knowing my secrets. <laughs> the less Jesse knows, the better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. <laughs> There we go. We have now come to the part of the show where Jesse is referenced. Thank you. Which means we're almost out of time. <laughs> you know, I do this only for you. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Cause yeah, well, I need, running I need gags a, need to continue. I need a little carrot to keep me awake by the end of this. <laughs> wow. It's just you and me, and apparently I'm not doing a good job keeping you entertained. Uh, you know what? I've been up since 2 o'clock. There isn't much that's going to keep me awake. At this is, my, is my Chantilly Lace not what it used to be? Is it... <laughs> Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. It's, it's it's gone from it's gone in, it's turned into the Uhura fan dance from Star Trek Five. Oh okay. my God! <laughs> yeah. Do we need to talk? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you watch like seven episodes of Enterprise in one day. I warned you. I tried to. You, you wouldn't did. listen to me. You tried you to tell listen. me. You tried to tell me. You tried. I tried. I failed. What else is there? He did fail. Thank you. But you you get an A for effort. I get an F for effort? (laughs) Sure. Let's go with that. (laughs) All right.
Well, then let's 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 do a little bit of bad mouthing before we wrap things up. How about that? <laughs> oh, wait, what have we been doing? Discussing openly and honestly our concerns with our one of our favorite uh, IPs. Okay, all right. Uh, I don't. I disagree, but okay. All right, <laughs> let's Listen. go with the bad mouthing. I I will. Uh, I'm going to invoke my inner De Niro here for just a moment. Okay. Fuck Comcast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we've been following uh, somewhat closely the whole deal. Disney uh, trying to buy 21st Century Fox, mostly for the geek repercussions in that it would mean that the X-Men and Fantastic Four would come home to the Marvel U- Cinematic Universe. Yes, like Rihanna, and, they're coming home. And now uh, it looks like Did that Rihanna may not be that? so fast. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it appears as though uh, Comcast is saying, oh, you, you guys like this? Well, how about we just spit all over it? How about that? Well, see, Comcast is upset because Comcast tried to, to buy 20, 21st Century Fox initially, and they were rebuffed. Or the uh, the government said no, or whatever it was. Yes, so this Disney is very much came in with their very much 52, a Chris Paul to the Lakers situation. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, and so Disney came in with their fifty two billion dollar cash plus stock offer, and it looked like that was going to happen. But now somehow Comcast has come in with sixty five billion all cash, all cash, all cash. Where's Randy Boss when Fox. we need him? Cash money. Straight cash, um, homie. Exactly. So we don't know where it's going to go. Fox hasn't decided uh, whose offer they're going to take. Um, now, Comcast, you should know, owns NBC Universal. Mm-hmm. And how does NBC Universal uh, compete with Disney in any way, Rick? Well, here in the beautiful city, or the city beautiful. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Comcast, uh, NBC Universal has a small little theme park called a uh, Universal Studios, yeah. <laughs> and that is frequently, um, I guess, up for a war I, I, with with Disneyland, which is also oh, Disney World, pardon me, which is also yeah. here in in Orlando. Um, so there's that. Yeah, and there's the. There's the sore spot that Universal still holds the theme park rights to Marvel. Uh, so they have the Marvel attractions and Islands of Adventure. Uh, basically based on the marquee Marvel heroes like Hulk and Spider-Man and the X-Men. And uh, if NBC Universal were to buy Fox, um, we theoretically could start seeing uh, Deadpool and more X-Men stuff and the Fantastic Four in the Universal Parks all over the place. Are, are you saying that I would be potentially? I would be able to grab Colossus. <laughs> Call him dad. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it would definitely keep uh, keep some of that IP away from Disney, which is a huge competitor in the theme market space uh, for Universal. Um, not to mention, NBC Universal has a wide array of television networks like USA and Bravo and sci-fi that they'll add. They would add Fox's portfolio of FX and uh, the, no, not the Fox broadcast network is not part of the deal, but right. The FX channels and some of the sports channels uh, to their uh, package already of cable networks. So it's attractive for Comcast as well. Um, the only continue, the only positive it. Yeah, the only yeah. positive I have for this, the only positive, is I really like the idea of Disney not having all of the entertainment stones. There's just we we talked about this when we first <laughs> broke the story, um, or when the story first broke. Pardon me. That you know, as nerdy and as geeky and as you know silly and ridiculous as it is, it's not a good thing for one company to hold everything. So this is this is not that this is this is, hey, maybe, you know, it's not so bad after all. And it's weird because that requires me saying thanks, Comcast. And I didn't think I'd ever, you know, utter those words in in literally my entire (laughs) life. 
Yeah, it's a good point. Um, you know, in addition to the Marvel properties that Fox has, they'd they'd get Avatar, at least the movies. Uh, they'd get The Simpsons, uh, X Files, lots of other Fox properties. Properties. So, yeah, sure. Go with that. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy about that part of it, uh, in that, you know, you can't, you can't take all of this. You can't take all of this from us. Yeah. That's the only thing that would make me upset is, is the Marvel stuff not going home because damned if I don't want to see Deadpool running through some of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, and I want to see a good Fantastic Four flick in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's asking a lot, Tom. That is asking. That one's a tall order. That's a tall order. But uh, if anyone's willing to listen, I've got some ideas. <laughs> Please read uh, numbers one through 84. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is the state of the DC Union. <laughs> so, of course, we had to talk about Marvel. <laughs> yeah, of course, because we can't not. Um, and, and we did, a lot of it is, look, Marvel's laid the blueprint, the successful blueprint that Warner brothers is hell bent on ignoring to their own detriment at this point. Um, they don't have to go full Marvel, but there are things they could pick up and take and learn if they would just do it. Businesses ape each other all the time. That's why we have Burger King and Hardee's and McDonald's. Valid point. I just don't see it happening. No, I don't either. So we'll see what kind of shit they roll out for us at Comic-Con in a few weeks. I'm sure we'll be talking about it here. And uh, maybe that will uh, reveal some sort of new plan, given all the leadership changes uh, for the DC movie universe. But I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's going to happen, but... Yeah, they've got a shot here. It's a window. (laughs) There's a window. (sighs) All right. For the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the occasional Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander, and we will see you next time for a full episode of Those Two Jerks.